She's very successful in the city, right? And they still get a percentage off of it. No, nah, she just buy it out wholesale. From them? From them. Slap her labels Slap on Slap her it. labels on it and get on down. Wow. It's just marketing one-on-one now. It's the same thing Nike do. This Before before this hoodie ever got a brand on it, it'd be blank, and then Nike just slap their check on it and keep it pushing. Right. You know, Nike ain't Nike ain't a, a, a fashion company. It's a brand. Branding is different. Like, I try to tell people, like, Nike and Gucci is different. Gucci just not catching up with Nike. Go on Gucci website and tell me how many Gucci hoodies you see, Gucci t-shirts you see. And then go back 10 years, you never would have seen that before. That means somebody had to set some kind of standard for the world to follow. It's like Amazon. If you don't keep up with Amazon in five years, retail not mm -hmm. even going to exist. Mm -hmm. Everything's online. Mm -hmm. Literally. What you think they coming out the Megaverse for? Everything's online. Like, we behind. I've been knowing about Silicon Valley. I grew up in L.A. I knew when they was first building, like, oh, this is one of them. They finna build something to block us out. Literally. They gonna have a world, a world where either you rich or you poor. Right. Essentially, that's what it's coming to. I'm sorry to say that, bro, but either you, it's, you already see it. Right. Either you rich or you gonna be poor. And I tell people all the time, man, you gotta... You got to wake up, and you better wake up fast because at the end of the day, life going to continue to move on with the, without either one of us, whether we want to grind or not. So that's what attracted me to what you got going on because it's like we need to gain this information and, and, and be able to give it to our people. Mm. And I mean, our people lost. I've been in cryptocurrency for six years. Really? Did you get in early on Bitcoin? I didn't, on Bitcoin. I didn't do Bitcoin. I got really? in on Ethereum. Okay. So Bitcoin, I played with Bitcoin in the beginning, and I made some mistakes on, on, on Bitcoin, right? I got in Bitcoin way too late. By the time I got in Bitcoin, it was already like $15,000. So it wasn't much that we could possibly do it and, and five years ago we didn't even have a platform to trade bitcoin like we got now right right, like, right. i was like click of a button boom 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 exactly you can purchase bitcoin on your cash cash app, app right, right, right. Back five years ago you couldn't do none of that you right. have to know how to swap coins to get it to here to get it to here but i i never got into bitcoin because like i said i got in so late but i caught ethereum when it was at 200 bucks and now it's at four thousand bucks. Mm. So I caught it real early. Mm -hmm. I had like Bitcoin. I called Doggy Coin when it was three cents. Mm. I could have caught it before. Doggy, doggy Coin or Doge? Do Doge. Okay, I, I but I'm with you. That's the icon. It's I a call, dog. I call it Doggy Coin because it don't make sense to me. You got a dog <laughs> as your. So maybe, and we never talked to the inventor. We never. He never came out and said the proper meaning of it. Right. So we calling it what we think it is. Right. But to me, if you're going to have a dog in front of your thing, it's going to be called doggy coin. Like, what else? I'm with you. You feel me? Right. I think sometimes we just put labels on what we want to put labels on. But, yeah, I, man, my friend got in on, on, on those when it was like 0, 0.00 something. She texted me, and I was so mad about my Ethereum because I made a mistake. So I got Ethereum when it's 200 bucks. I'm out of town kicking it. Like, I'm kicking it. <sighs> money got low. I looked in that crypto account and seen that money in there, like $2,000. Mm -hmm. I took it out. I'm like, I'm going to take this shit out. I'm like, I need the bread. Like, I'm in L.A. I'm here for like three more days. Right. That's expensive out right. here. Right. I'm like, I need the bread. Man, I woke up one morning. I kept two. Luckily, I kept two of my e-drooms. But I woke up one morning, man. It was at like $3,000. I was like, oh, my God. What did I do? I lost about 10 bands. Dang. Just like for doing that simple mistake. Right. I had like... What, 12 Ethereums or something like that? And I kept two because my partner always told me, don't sell everything. At least keep one or two of them in there, bro. I kept two. I was like, man, that was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in crypto. So now I just hold, like, 
I get in when it's low and I hold for a while, like at least 365 days. And then we reevaluate that coin. And if I don't like where it's going, I just convert it to something else. Mm. Like that's what people don't know about crypto. You don't have to sell crypto. You can convert it back into Bitcoin if you want to. Bitcoin is is risky. Is like Bitcoin is a risk. Two months ago, Bitcoin dropped thirty thousand dollars. Right. So imagine if you got a million dollars in there and it dropped like that. Even though it uh come back steadily, but we don't know that. We that's don't true. know what it's gonna do. They anticipated to get over over a hundred grand, you know, soon. It will. You know, <clears throat> but it's only gonna really really benefit the people that got in early. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Or the people that's able to go in right now and buy large quantities. Quantities. You know, you got to be financially fit to go in and buy one Bitcoin right now. Yeah. Let alone 10 or 20. You yeah. know what I mean? Man, my partner and his dad went half on the Bitcoin. They just went half on one. You know what I mean? I think they got it around like 40000 Mm-hmm. And they just went half on it. But I'm going to tell you one that's, that's moving in the near future and they and we can't trade it right now just because the sec got a hold to it like it's going through lawsuits and shit is ripple okay it's a uh, ripple ripple is going to be the next bitcoin and loopring them two right there loopring is what powers metaverse so i'm doing real well on loopring right now like i got in loopring at 68 cents it hit four dollars in two days. You see what I'm saying? Like this, how people actually making money off crypto. I got a little friend. He made like seven thousand dollars on on those just riding the wave up and down, up and down. He'll catch it when it get to seventeen, ride it back to fifty. Cause it did it for like a week. Right. It just kept doing this for like a whole week, and I said, bro, how's you making all this money off the? off the network on it, you know what I mean, without just holding it. So what he do is, of course, he got Coinbase, but then he goes somewhere like Binance. Boom. I'm a day trade on Binance. I'm a hold what I want to hold on Coinbase. So he, he, he in the market twice, right? He on the market on a daily mm -hmm. trading, and right. then he in the market on just the longevity right, part of right. it. You see what I'm saying? You know, man, I've been literally, I can go back to when I was like maybe seven years old when I was selling Pokemon cards and not knowing that I was running a business right. at seven. I was going to the dollar store buying the Pokemon cards for a dollar a pack, $2 yeah. a pack, sell them to all my friends in the projects and then school for $5, $6. So Turning the profit. I already had the mentality because I already knew what I wanted in life right. of of being an entrepreneur, but as you grow, you start to learn way more about what it really takes to get in the entrepreneur in the entrepreneur world, for real. True, true story, man, bro. So let's let's get the origin, man, because dope dope runner, dope runner clothing, D O P E R U N N A clothing, man. I started this literally in college. Um, man, my man, my cousin J T. We were we were super fans of fashion just in general, and one day we were playing with the word, you know, because where we from we call Air Max dope runners, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we were just playing with. And I'm like, man, it's a cool word. Like I just like it's ours. We created this from something that was created in the world. It's kind of like a Dapper Dan, what he did with. Uh, Louis and Gucci and all them brands back. He, he he seen what they was doing and he created something for our culture because we don't really, you know, have a lot that we own. That we own, right. We create a lot. We create we a lot, yeah. but we don't have a lot that we particularly own in our culture. So um, just coming, being able to understand and look at guys like Master P and Jay and Dame and, and and different people in that entrepreneur world as a kid watching them own like retain it's theirs right you, right. you see what i'm saying it gave me a spark to want to figure business out for myself so we took the dope runner name and you know checked it out to make sure it was legal and it was legal and i end up trademarking it and i own the name 
Man, what now was, I own the whole company. Bro, what was what was that process like? Cause we don't we don't take our time to do our homework, man, or do our due diligence as far as the intellectual property and really owning it, the ownership part of it, man. That trademark process is pretty strenuous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell people this. This is what I learned. I went to school for small engine repair. Paint cars, collision. I didn't go to school to be an attorney. Somebody else went to school to be an attorney. They worked their whole life to be an attorney. It wasn't me, right? Trademarking can be difficult because I'm glad you asked that. I actually had a problem with my trademarking the first time. And I had to fight the trademark people for the word runner. R-U-N-N-A. The word never existed. Before I created it, but it was so close to runner that they were trying to say, "Oh, it can." But luckily, and this is why you go find your trademark lawyer. Luckily, my lawyer is on the trademark board, and she knew how to fight it and knew how to write it up to where I own that name entirely. Mm -hmm. So now people can't infringe on what I have going on because I own the name runner. Like, runner was never a word. It didn't mean anything. Now it means something because I, I put a meaning behind it. So I tell everybody, go find the, the professional because sometimes we think we can do everything on our own, and that's just not the case. I couldn't fight the trademark uh, trademark uh, people. Right. I, I want to know what to say or what to do or... Or any of that, so I went and found somebody who worked years and years and years in that field to help me complete what I was trying to do. So trademarking is important because, like you said, we make a lot of things hot, but we don't know what own them. Mm -hmm. So when you trademark something, now that's your property. You own that. You can get paid from that. Right. 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 Yeah. We need. We need that. That. That access revenue coming in outside of working nine to five sometimes so this is just a way to go in and create something and put it on paper saying that i own this right and that's what we all want to do we need to do that more in our community to make sure that when we create things or invent something the first thing we do is get the right paperwork behind it man so i gotta I gotta tap back in on the name, man. Cause in our in our culture, man, our culture, we have been referring to Air Max as dope runners for a long time. Right. That's like you see a pair of them, you know, if you you black or brown person nine times out of ten, you would know what they mean when they say they got a pair of dope runners, you right? You know what they mean. You know, so it's it's crazy, man, that you were the first person who decided to go and trademark that name. I learned from the best though. When we first started, you said we create a lot. We make a lot hot. We made Nike hot. We need a piece of that back. Right. That's just that. By any way, it's, it ain't. It's, it's, it's this. In, in, in business, people lead the way. Right? Somebody before Nike inspired him to create what he created to move the culture forward. I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm just doing it more for the people in my community, the people where I come from, the people who look like me because we created this. They created that brand, but we created an off-brand off of that brand. Right. It means a lot to us. Like right. you said, if you come from where we come from, Air Max was a staple in our community. Most definitely. It was a staple shoe, right? Uh, we made them a lot of money. By popularizing that shoe. Mm -hmm. The same as Air Force One. We Ooh. made them a lot of money by popularizing that shoe. That's right? Crazy. So, in business, instead of competing, you just learn. Right? And I learned in business that if it's not broke, why well, try to fix it? Mm. So, it worked for me. And it was just idea that in those many years of us calling... Nikes or Air Max dope runners, nobody thought to trademark it but me. Bro, that was it's it's purpose behind that, bro. For real. 
it's it's a lot of meaning behind it, man. For real, for real. If no one had done it in that many years, man, it was meant. It was meant for you, bro. It was destined for it, you. It was meant. Like yeah. uh, I'm gonna tell you a funny story while we talking about the name because it, it relates a lot to it. I remember putting the name on Facebook before I had the company. I just wanted to see what people may have thought, like like what they gonna say. So I put the name out and I got crucified. Really? Like they crucified <clears throat> me on social media. Saying what? Like, like this is the most stupidest name ever. Like, what are you trying to teach our kids? Like, what you trying to say? Are you running dope or what's going on? So my trademark lawyer, funny story. She's a 70-year-old white lady out in Calabasas, California. Never come from my neighborhood, never been to a neighborhood where I'm from. Don't know nothing about my culture at all, period. She was the first lawyer I ever spoke with, and now she's my lawyer for the last four years. And I told her the name, and she said, this will work. And it's going to be really, really big Are you if you serious? believe in it. And I had a decision to make at that time. Do I listen to these thousand people who told me this was dumb, stupid, crazy, it wasn't going to work? Or do I listen to this old white lady who just the first time she heard it, she said, this is going to be a billion dollar company. Mm. The name is going to work. And I asked her, I said, why? I want to know why now. Why these people feel the way they feel, but why you, you one little old white lady? Why you feel the way you feel? And she said, in my 25 years in trademarking companies, I've always learned the company that's willing to go against the grain is the company that becomes the biggest. Mm. And what you're doing is going against the grain, right? Because the world's going to look at it like this, but it has a whole nother understanding. And it's going to make them want to understand you. So I put it on the T-shirt. I kid you not. Everywhere I went, people was like, what's this? What's this dope runner? What that mean? What? So something so negative that they thought, I turned it into a positive because the whole time, dope runner meant to me was whatever you create, you're dope. Mm. It can be cutting hair. It can be washing cars. It can be creating clothes. It can be paint nails. Whatever your dope is to you. Right. Because what we don't understand is as an entrepreneur, our craft is our dope. Mm. <laughs> you feel me? Our craft is our dope. It's your product. We get high off of our craft. You do. You do. You do. It gives us a, a natural high. You're right. When we succeed in something that we create, it gives you a natural high. Right? So, at the time... Donald Trump was getting ready to run for president. And my lawyer said one thing to me. She said, you know why he's going to become the president of the world? It's because he turned the negative and made it the biggest thing in the world. Now everybody has, he has everybody's attention, right? Put that to business. Those thousand people who told me, like, no, no, it's not going to work. It was controversial to them. They just created a bigger business for me because it made the other thousand people say, well, hold up. why? Let us see what he got going on first. Right. Then you go on my website and you see these beautiful models running, sprinting, jumping, enjoying fitness, and then it clicks in your brain. Oh, dope runner. I'm a dope runner. I want, I want people to feel exclusive when they work out. Dope can mean anything. Dope don't just mean drugs. Right. Where I come from, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Dope mean cool, fresh, and fly. That's what it means. Right. Drugs mean drugs. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. We can't we can't put our own labels on things sometimes, especially when you travel the world, because what means something here may not mean something somewhere else. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Man, so I like that, man. I love, I love the name, man. I love the meaning. And I'm, I'm glad to get the, the real meaning. The real it. meaning right. behind it, yeah. And, right. and, and, that's what, and that's what I think attracts people. Because they first initial, it's like, dope runner. But then they see this cool little duck. They got on some shoes. With some sneakers on. They got on a fitted cap. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, oh, dope runner. It makes sense, right? So that's what it is. We we just, man, God was good, and He put He literally lined it up for me. I didn't know I was gonna talk to this white lady about trademarking no company. I didn't know what color she was gonna be. Right. But she told me these were her exact words. She said, "Baby, I'm a 70 year old white lady." I never been to an urban community in my life. But what you have is special. And the reason they don't like it is because it's special. Mm. The reason you got so much attention when you put that post out is because it was special. See, it might not be special to them, but that one person that believed in it, now we like 10,000 customers to date around the world. You see what I'm saying? Like... State to state, I've touched every state but three. Mm. In a whole 50 United States, I have merchandise in every state but three. Mm. So, man, let me ask you this, bro. How how long was that process of getting that trademark finished? A year. A year? Trademark, I tell people, save up a thousand bucks. It's going to take 365, probably a little longer now due to, like, the world we live in. Right, well, COVID, COVID and So trademarking was your first, your very first step? My very first step was making sure that I can own the name. That was my very first step. So if you get it, it actually you can go to USPTO.gov and you can type a name in. See, see if somebody already got it. Somebody already got it. I had already did my pre-research because before I, I tried to find a lawyer, I just wanted to know if I could retain a name. And the name didn't exist. Nobody had ever tried to file anything on it or anything like that. So, um, once I got the name, I called her. She's a professional. She has a back channel. She can go through the double check names and just make sure we all clear. And she called me back said, I got good news. The name is ready. It ain't been used. We can go ahead and file a trademark on it and try to get it. And it took like a year. A year okay. from for it to come back, but now you can go into the government website and type in "dope runner clothing," and my name will come up to let you know that's my my property. You can't infringe on that, and that's something that you know you need to have as a company. Just because um, I've learned when you're thinking about ideas, it may be somebody in, across the world thinking the same idea. Exactly. Right. It's just who get there first to do it. Exactly. Who got the paperwork? So besides besides a trademark, man, what what else do we have then to do? Then you go get your LLCs okay. in your city. Um, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm gonna just give y'all some game. We wrote my company up in a in a in a in a state where my lawyer was from because it was no taxes. So I think look at Amazon. I think we're fine. I'm going to just go with Amazon. Jeff Bezos made, I think, like 30 some billion dollars. And he paid zero in taxes last year. It's because his company is rolled up in a state where they don't pay taxes. We have a few. Vegas, Texas. I think it's like two or three more. Utah, where you don't have to pay actual taxes on product, right? It's, if it's 99 cent, it's 99 cent, right? So I've, I've, I learned during that trademark process to search different cities and states where, or different states where you don't have to pay taxes on all products. You'll pay your local tax, of course, mm -hmm. then you'll pay your federal tax, right? But you want to save as much money as possible in the beginning because that is going to be needed for your lawyer. Because these things are not cheap. Let's just break it down. You working nine to five, ten, ten dollars an hour. You got to pay all your bills. Right. You got to go get groceries. You have to go get household any, products. household products. Anything, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. You feel me? Put gas in your car, whatever. So what? What you think is left over for you? To have money to go get products to start your actual business. It's not a lot. Nah. So we have to go research ways to save money. Mm -hmm. 
See, in trademarking, people don't know if you sell clothes outside of the state that you're in first, your trademark is $300 cheaper. See, that's a little gem I want to drop on y'all real quick because we need to know that, right? Just by selling something out of state first. Before you even trademark it. If you sell them. You got to sell out of state first before you can even file for a trademark. You have to have proof of sale, proof of product, right? So my trademarking went like this. I'm ready to trademark a company. Okay, let's check it out. Okay, you can trademark this company. But we have to have proof of sale first. The name doesn't exist. We already did our homework. But let's prove that we were the first person that sold this. And let's do it out of state. That way, can't nobody say, oh, it was fictitious. Oh, somebody probably just bought that on, on hand. And No, I got online, created a website, posted it. Luckily, somebody out of state bought it. Boom, I called my trademark lawyer. I said, hey. I'm ready. All right, now it's ready. You got your proof. Mm -hmm. The word don't exist, but now you got your proof that you were the first person to sell an item with this name on it, okay. with this tag on it, right? So that that's why it's cheaper. Some people may do it locally first. It's a little more expensive because your local taxes come into play now. Whatever the state tax is to file a trademark, it's a fee for that. In my case, we filed it under no state tax, so I didn't have to pay that fee because the out of the out of town state that we filed it in was a no tax state. Mm. So that's just something that when you file in a trademark, um, you can ask your attorney to check into. Um, they have two types of trademarks that we always want to look into. They have a USA patent, like that'll cover everything in the United States, and then they have an international trademark. Which one you go with? Well, it just depends. I have two trademarks. I have a trademark on my, my name, and then I have a trademark on my duck. So. And it's crazy how they make you do it separately. It's the best thing, though. So let's talk about that. I'm glad you said that. It's a reason why. So my lawyer, she was on the trademark board for Nike, and she learned. That was 25 years, 30 years ago, something like that. She actually still today on the trademark board, right? So they had to go through their company or the big board to even get trademark. And this is what she told me. Why she made us um why she made us trademark them separately was because Nike made a mistake and trademarked them together. And they learned Nike can never get away from that swoosh even if they tried. So whenever you see the swoosh, you got to see N-I-K-E as well. A lot of times, you, you put both of them together. And you don't have to because you might just put the swoosh on the shirt. But if Nike ever wanted to go try to trademark Nike with a new logo, it won't work because it's a part of the same property. Right? So with me, I own my name, but I own my duck too. So I can keep I want I might want to call my duck like I got a Riley the runner. I don't want my duck associated with Dope Runner right now. I want it to mean something totally different. Right, right. So Nike can never what will you always associate Nike with? A check. A check. And that's that's just a mistake that they made in the beginning. See, I didn't just do my research on how a company became successful. That ain't how I became successful. I did on how did they fall, fail? Mm. Their downfalls, what what mistakes they made, and that's what make me a better company because I, I'm learning from the best companies, right? So you want to trademark them differently. All your your and that's just for business purposes too. All your entities, you want to get them kind of separate for tax purposes, for grant purposes. Think about it like this: if you own four entities. You can file a grant on all four entities. Right. If you only own one entity and all four of them is tied to one, they're only going to give you one grant. Right, right. Right? So Nike made the mistake by uh, trademarking the swoosh with the Nike word, and they stuck with it forever. Mm. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to touch on that, man, because it's just it's a little bit more costly in the in the beginning, you know what I mean? On the front end, because mm -hmm. you having to trademark both of them, your logo and your name, which, and you know, in the beginning, you might say, well, the, the logo's always going to be by the name. 
Yeah, but that may, may not be the truth, though. I'm Things gonna, might change. I'm going to change my logo five years from now. Right. And I'll be able to. Right. right? Without having to associate it with Dope Runner. Exactly. I might want to call it something totally different. But it is costly, but when you believe in a company, you have to sacrifice because that sacrifice is, is a lot of times going to turn into reward. So if you sacrifice, it'll turn into reward. And I've learned just me sacrificing them few thousand dollars up front I made it back already. I'm protected. That, right. That's the biggest thing with trademarking. You just want to protect yourself, man. You don't want to create something like we do a lot of times, mm -hmm. and then somebody go make a billion dollars off of it just because yeah. you didn't spend a thousand dollars to trademark it. Right. You can go literally, literally go. They have like grants and things like that for people like me and you that come from maybe a, a poverty-struck neighborhood or. A certain background where they give you a grant to get a trademark if you qualify. Really? Yeah, it's that's a lot of help in the world. <laughs> we just gotta find the help. They ain't gonna give us the help. Right. Tell us right. about it. We gotta go find yeah. the help. You, you gotta want it. You gotta want it you to go find it. it. Man, bro. So okay. So after all the legal works out the way, man, what was your next step with the dope runner brand? Creating, starting to create. My first creation was a shirt. It didn't mean nothing what I was thinking about. I was just so happy, I just slapped the words on there, and uh, a pair of lips. Okay. People say, why lips? I don't know why lips at the time. It just looked cool, but I I think in the beginning, I was trying to attract women anyway, mm -hmm. because I already knew like women support more than men in, in fashion a lot of times, just by... Numbers, you're talking like strategically numbers, right. right? And I'm like, girls like lips. All right, let's just throw the lips on there in the name and just see. And um, I remember Damon John from FUBU saying, if you can sell 10 shirts, you can sell 100 shirts. If you can sell 100 shirts, you can sell 1,000 shirts. Sell 1,000, you can sell 10, on and on and on, right? And I'm like, okay, I know 10 people that'll buy a shirt from me. Let's see if I really got to people that would buy a shirt from me. Did a logo design. I actually went to Walmart. Bought the little press-on letters. Seen a little stencil of the lips. Got that. Pressed it on a t-shirt. Boom. Put it online. I sold like seven shirts. Mm. And the reason I kept going was because the seven people who bought the shirts weren't even one related to me. I'm like, I ain't even tapped into like family. my friends and my family yet. And I don't know if these people were just trying to support me just because or was like, let me just keep his spirit up. Let's try. I don't know what it was because literally the shirt meant nothing. Right. But it don't matter why they bought it. It don't matter. It don't matter. They ignited that fire. They ignited that fire. And I remember my teacher telling, I mean, my lawyer telling me, the name, just the name, is going to sell a lot for you. And I went back and I asked all seven of them customers, why y'all buy this shirt for me? Because I want to know now. Right. Like, why y'all get this shirt for me? And they kept saying the name. It's controversial and I like it. Like, I love, like, it just make me feel like I'm going against something. Right, like a rebel, huh? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's the same way in business, I thought. Let's go against the grain in business. Let's do what they said we could do. And it worked. Because when them seven people put on that T-shirt, then seven more wanted it, then seven more wanted it, then seven more wanted it, and we just kept growing from there. Okay, so the very first T-shirt, man, you created yourself, right? Just straight heat press, right? I had an urn at the time. My I didn't God. even have a heat press. I had some, look, you go to Walmart, get the package of letters. Bro, that's a humble beginning, bro. You go get the package of letters. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. It just so happened they had some lip stencils in there with the letters. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's spell it. And I didn't even spell a name right the first time. I spelled it D-O-P-E-R-U-N-A. Okay. And I was like... It's missing something. Because somebody was like, Dope Runa. I was like, nah, that don't sound right. Boom. Runa, runner. 
Let's add another N. So the first actual, and I'm an NFT. I'm a, I got the first actual picture of the piece. Mm. I'm an NFT that piece because literally I spent three bucks and I got the shirt out of Walmart too. Like we spent like seven bucks on everything. I think man went home, placed them as <laughs> I ain't even have no ruler or none at the time. I'm just so happy. Like I got me some yeah. place the letters on there as close as I could together. Put the little lip on there, put another t-shirt on there and got to earn it over it. You feel me? Pulled it off. I said, it's ugly. Yeah. But we can work with it. You feel me? I said, <laughs> it we got potential. It. I said, we can work with this. You feel me? I'm excited. And my girl looked at me and she was like, it just need a little bit, a little bit more flavor. It's gonna be alright. Right? And when she said that, I'm like, flavor. What can I do different with my company? Let's add a lot of colors. Mm. This was just white at the time. White letters on, I think, a red T-shirt or something. She like, everybody like colors. I'm like, you're right. So that's when I got to run Fresh Forever because I'm like, dope runner. Okay, run. Colorful. Nice. Fresh. Cool. Okay, fresh. And then we're going to do this forever. This is a forever company. Right, right. So forever, right? So literally just that. One idea turned into a whole brand. Just literally walking through Walmart saying I can spell a... Them having them like letters for me to do that is what made me want to go into, all right, how can I do this more efficient? What's the better way to do this? Boom, he pressed. Oh, they make a machine that you can stick the T-shirt on, press it down, and it's done. Straight up. Because at this time, I'm earning. I'm like... You know how it goes. Five, ten minutes, keep it on there. How does you can keep it? Straight up. So I went in, invested in a heat press. And did, so did you continue to get your uh, your letters from Walmart? No, you... actually, actually, I went on YouTube, the best university in the world. Yes, sir. Better than Spelman, better than Harvard, better than any school you can spend $30,000, $100,000 on going to. Yeah. Universityofyoutube.com, right? I stand on that. So yeah. I went to YouTube, and I was like, uh... How to make t-shirts. So two options came up. Screen print came up. And vinyl came up, right? So I'm like, boom. The screen print was you have to go pay people to do it. Or it was a process and it just looked too difficult for me at the time. Mm -hmm. So I went to the vinyl like, boom. Okay, this look easy. You just put the design in there. It cut it out for you. And you peel it. Boom, I can do that. I work with a printer before. So I actually... YouTube University. The guy put everything that he had in the description. Mm -hmm. I just clicked on it and bought everything that he had. Because I seen it work for him. Mm -hmm. Why, why no wouldn't brainer. it Why wouldn't it work for you? It was a no-brainer. I'm watching it work for him. Right now, he's literally printing it, cutting it, and slapping it on a t-shirt. Boom, he got a whole clothing brand. Right. I'm like, I can do this. Boom. Get the vinyl. Practice. Make a couple mistakes, you know, learning the machine. Right. I printed like 50 shirts. And I'm like, dang, I hope they gonna buy these 50 shirts. You know how you feel like you just got too much inventory? Yeah. Like, dang, I hope they gonna buy these 50 shirts. And they bought the 50 shirts, bro. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, what's next? Because I ain't gonna lie, I printed for three years. So the last three years, every like eighty percent of the pieces that hit market, I did in my in my little tiny two bedroom home. You touched. I touched them. Whether I messed them up or what, I touched them. Perfect. I always aim to be as professional and perfect, and that's why I wanted to touch them, cause I can see what's going out. Right. I know if I made a mistake, I could take that on the chin. Because I made that mistake. So I watched carefully for three years on just putting that hard work in. Just that grind. And I printed so many clothes, big bro. Like, I'm talking about thousands of pieces by myself. Right? And then it started becoming overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Because I started getting bigger. 
I didn't need 50 shirts no more. I need 500 shirts. I can't literally press 500 shirts myself. So what's the next step? Screen print. I remember watching that YouTube. The guy was like, one day you're going to get so big, right. you ain't going to be able to do this no more by yourself. Start to grow. So now you're going to have to outsource it, right? So I found me a cool screen print company that I love. And I've been working with them for the last 18 months. Okay. Okay. And they doing they doing every all your all your production now. Uh they do probably forty percent of it. And then we outsource the other forty overseas. Okay. Just because the markup is different and I can get everything done in house. I don't I don't have to go buy from this place and then go send to the screen print. I can buy from that place and get a screen printed all in one. That's good. That's good. And and all of this is print on demand. They send it straight to your consumer? No. Nah. Come to you, come then. straight to me. I have a quality check team, they quality check it, and then we ship it out from there. Um, it's just creating jobs again, mm. right? I could let them do everything, or I can create jobs for some people around me and, and start to teach them what I know. So, for the last 18 months, well, actually, the last four years, but recently, the last 18 months, everything has been, and, I, and I'm a believer in my brand. So I don't do on demand, I just believe in it, right? I didn't order shoes to... Sit on. I ordered 100 pairs of shoes because I knew they was going to go. They going to sell, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I just, people just do, you know, print on demand is like a safety net. If, it, if they not it, ordering... It is, it is. I'm going to tell you, though, I'm going to tell you the one thing I don't like about print on demand. What's that? You're relying on the manufacturer to get it right. And you're relying on, and shipping is crazy with them things sometimes. Like, I, 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 have a, I have a good customer, owner, relationship. I'm like, Amazon, it's about time. How long and how fast can I get it to you? Amazon wins because they can get my product to me the same day, next day, or today. I can get my product around the world to people the same day, next day, or today. Simple. I just adopted the policy that... What I seen was working. Matter of fact, it didn't even come from Amazon. It came from Chick-fil-A, one of the most efficient restaurants in the world. It's because they pride themselves on time, right? Yes. So when you do print on demand, let's say the manufacturer, two-week window to ship out. Well, you're killing your customer base by doing that because most customers ordered that piece because they're trying to go out this weekend. That's just what it is. Right. Or they're going out of town or... Something special is coming up, right? Christmas, right? right? So let's print on demand. During this time, it's a million people doing print on demand. So some people might not get their Christmas present until January, February. Like, that, I just learned over time that that may, it can help your company, but it may kill a company as well. Because now you're losing customers. they like, we can go on Fashion Nova and get it here in two days, or Amazon in two days. That's, you have to, Move with the world, you know. Seven to ten day shipping was that's that's old age, that's stone age. Amazon said we can get it to you in two days, so we have to compete with that. I don't care what business you in. If you want to win, you got to learn how to compete. It's competition. Wendy's compete with McDonald's. McDonald's compete with Burger King. They all three compete with each other. True. Right. Make a lot of sense. And now that I hear it from a different perspective, man, that make that make perfect sense. Getting it to them in a timely fashion. Oh yeah, I pride myself on that. We want the highest quality, and we want to get it to them fast. It's, it's what made Amazon the biggest company in the world. That's literally it. Prime. You know how many people signed up for Prime last year? I can only imagine. A hundred million people signed up for Prime last year. That's crazy. That lets you know where the world going. That lets you know people want it right now. It's like anything in life, music, fashion, anything. People want it when they want it. They want right it now. instant, that microwave effect. It's microwave effect, man. Yeah. No more. They don't even make um, ovens anymore. They make air fryers. <laughs> they making air fryer ovens now. In five years, come back to this podcast and remember me saying, your oven will be an air fryer. I promise you that. They're already starting to work on it. They're replacing stone age, old age things. Right. Who wants gas anymore, right? Right. We don't need gas. Too yeah. many house fires. So much. We don't need that anymore. Yeah. We're trying to go to a a green community, right? Well, air fryer. We don't need no gas. Mm. Man, so hey, let me ask you this, bro. What what was the process as far as your marketing and advertising, man? How did you 
How did you get the message out to the masses? You know the truth? You want to know the truth? That's all we want is the truth, bro. Fine women. That's it. Fine women. Your models. My models. I appreciate them so, so much. When I first started, funny story, when I first started, nobody wanted to work with me. Nobody. I was hitting every model in Little Rock I could possibly hit. Like, literally. Every person that I've seen down my scroll timeline that I thought could model, look good, or can model, I hit them up. And all of them said, no. We good. I'm going to tell you. My girl was like, I'm fine. You, I can model. Boom. She was like, my homegirl fine too. She can model. Right. Boom. So what? now I got two girls. Yeah. And then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, dang, my little sister cute too. Alright, come on, little sis. My little sister, I got a friend, she look good, I promise, bro. I got four models now. Okay. Boom. We working. We working. Mm-hmm. I I went to the gym. I was going to the gym at the time. And there was a guy in there. I had been talking to him every day. Like just networking, getting to know him, like what kind of workouts you doing, boom, boom, boom. I just seen something in him, like he got that model look. I just asked him one day, I was like, man, look. I don't got no money. Like, I'm a new brand. I just spent all my money on a photographer. Like, he charged me like $700. I'm like, I spent my last few dollars, bro. I said, can you please, I'll give you some gear. Like, at the time, whatever I could give a person. Right. I was giving it to him because I didn't have a, the financial means to pay everybody. And I felt bad if I paid one person and couldn't pay the other five people. Right, right. So I came out with a system and was like, all right. I can't pay y'all, but like if y'all rock with me, I'll make sure that I get y'all some gear and I'll make sure that the uh, photographer guy give you your high quality pictures. So just in case you want to be a model one day or somebody asks you, have you ever modeled? You got some pictures to send to him. Boom. So he was like, man, you don't got to ask me that. I love to do it. So now I got five people. I got four fine girls and I got one guy model, right? Booked the photographer. And I remember when we were shooting the girls, we were shooting them downtown Little Rock. I remember like all a lot of people stopping. Like what they got going on? What they doing? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why they stopping? And I'm looking at the girls like, oh, they looking at the girls. So I still didn't take too much in it. I get my pictures back. I start promoing. So this is where competition for businesses like me good, right? So what happens when I post all these five girls? Getting likes, comments, shares. Everybody, oh, I look good. I can rock that too. Oh, I can do this. See, this now. is the competition to people. I could have did that. See, all the girls who I asked, now they feel like, oh, I can compete. I want to show him, I, even though I said no, I want to show him that I can rock that piece just as be- better. Right. So what I did was I just used that to my advantage, right? Okay, that's cool. Go shop with me. Boom. I start selling pieces. Like, now I'm, like, starting to sell. Like, more people starting to buy. And not only for that reason, maybe the five girls shared that picture that I took of them in my gear and somebody in their family liked it. So now we we building our network a little bit. Instead of me having to promote for everybody, I got to everybody, I got five people that's helping me promote to everybody with me, not even realizing at the time that I have created not only a market for myself, they have created a market for me as well. Right. So I just kept doing it. Every time I would shoot, I need five girls, seven girls, I literally probably was the first person in this state to shoot 10 girls at one time. I shot 10 of the finest girls I can find on the internet. Like, I told them, pull up. I got some gear. We had a pool. Let's shoot some pictures. And they all pulled up. And then from that day forward, we never looked back since. And I just learned that in marketing and advertisement, that eye candy is what people want to see anyway. It's like when you, what do you see on social media a lot? You see on Instagram, what do they target a lot? Man, the, the women, video vixens. They got video the beautiful, beautiful women. Vixens. Yeah. Them the ones that got the 100,000 views, the 500,000 followers, right? Them the ones that I looked at and I said, okay, to grow a company, these are the people I have to surround myself around. Mm. And it worked.
But it's, it's genius, though, because they already have an audience, man. So if they already have an audience, you know, they're appealing to look at, you know. Obviously, people going to pay attention to what they're doing and what they're wearing. So if they see them in dope, dope runner clothing. What like, is that? What is that? How can I get that? So then you start to tap in the, into the, to the male world. So now these guys like, man, I done heard that name before. Air Max. Oh. I love Air Max. Let me go. Who is he? A lot of people for a minute thought I was like a brand with Nike. Really? Not understanding that we're becoming Nike. If not, maybe bigger one day. Just because if my people get behind me, the influencers of the world that influence these other brands right. so, so much and so made them so big, we'll become bigger even faster. Right. Because we make fashion. We control the culture. We control the culture. We mm -hmm. control the we control everything. We control social media. We control football. We control basketball. But I'm gonna tell you what we don't control. Only thing we don't control is ownership. We don't control that. We don't have enough owners in the world to control that, right? It's 32 owners in the NFL and one owner is black. Let you know the fight that we're against. So if we come together, support this one cause, grow a company like Dope Run into a billion dollar company. Now I can go get factories in Arkansas. I can go get factories in Los Angeles and create for the people who Look come like where you. I come from. Yeah. Look like me. I I enjoy people from all walks of life though. Um I and that's one thing I pride my company on. I tell people don't box me in. Right? In business we have to understand that the biggest goal is to be able to take care of people. Whether they white, black, orange, purple, blue. When I get back to the homeless, I don't look at their color. I look at what they're going through. Yeah. Because I'm a human being. A human being, yes, sir. You know what I mean? A lot of people wanted me to make this a black company, and I refuse to make it a black company because that ain't what that ain't what makes the world go round. I, I feed a black kid, an Asian kid, a white kid the same. I look at everybody the same, right? So when I speak on the culture, I'm speaking on them people who got a brother that look like look just like Mr. Nike that's doing the same thing as Nike. Go support your brother too. It ain't saying you can't go support Mr. Nike. Right. But go support your brother too. Right? Don't make it so one-sided because this is what keep us divided. You already know. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, what were some of the, uh, the trials and uh, tribulations you faced, man, starting out? I, I ain't gonna lie, big bro. I probably wanted to quit 20 times. Really? Like, because where I'm from, we don't have a huge support system. It's like, it's like I felt like I was begging people for a while, like for support, like friends, family. Like I had hit a plateau to where I sold 50 shirts, but I wasn't selling anything outside of that, right? It was kind of hard for me. So I quit like 20 times in my mind. I never quit physically. It was just always a mental thing. Um, because when you know you got something good and you know like your purpose behind it and you know why you trying to become so big with it and you feel like people don't see it, mm -hmm. it kind of make you feel a certain way. And I kind of felt like people didn't see what I was trying to accomplish. They didn't see me growing a billion dollar company so I can feed a million kids. They didn't see me growing a billion dollar company so I can create thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs for people in my community, right? They looked at me as a young black man just trying to sell some clothes, right? They didn't look at me as a big, multi-billion dollar company that's able to come back into the school systems and teach kids about entrepreneurship, creating clothes, going out there and taking a chance for themselves. See, we don't think about the bigger picture a lot where I come from. We always look at, he's just another person selling clothes. But they looking at it through a different lens than what you are. You're right. So they can't see your vision. You're right. I'm glad you said that. And that makes perfect, perfect sense. I never really thought about it that way. 
and the way and the way you put it, it makes me it makes me look at it like 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 my girl always say, your vision ain't everybody's vision. So I, I and I think with me, it was just more of a mental thing. Like man, I'm trying so hard. Right. Even still to this day, I'm like one of the first young black Americans with a shoe and a headphone from the state of Arkansas. And I still feel like I be having the big people sometimes. So it's a mental thing until I wake up in the morning and see the love. Like, oh, it's really love out here for me, though. Like, all this time I, I'm beating my brain like they ain't supporting the way I want them to. And by the way, people are not going to support you the way that you want them to because it's not about you. That was very, I learned as I got bigger in business, that was very selfish of me. To feel obligated to feel anything that people should look at me because that's not what I should do as a person. So now, I just be—I ain't gonna lie, big bro. I just get get on that social media and I grind my tail off. I, I'm trying to touch everybody. If you like the post, I don't care if you didn't say nothing. You liked it. I'ma add your name. I appreciate you for liking this picture mm. to let you know I'm tapped in with you like you tapped in with me. We tuned in together. Right, right, right. You know? Man, that's that's what's up, bro. So hey, let me let me ask you this, man. I heard you you referred to several different individuals doing this this interview. Who who are some of your mentors, man? Who do you look to? Oh man, I look at the biggest people in the world. It sounds crazy, but I also go get my game from the smallest people in the world too. That don't sound crazy at all to me. Right. Not I t I told my mom last night. We had a, a Friday night. We went to I got um, I got nominated and awarded and won the entrepreneur entrepreneur of the year from the mayor of the state of Arkansas. And um, I was telling my mom. Congratulations, I, by the way, appreciate bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's her first time. Like like we come from the ghetto. You know, my mom ain't really had a, a lot of places to go and dress up. So this is the first time my mom has really been to something formal. Real nice, you know, suit and tie, cocktails, you know, something real nice. And I told her, I said, Mom, I like this, but, like, I like eating with my, my regular friends, my poor friends, too. You know, I feel the same way. Rather, I'm, 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 I'm eating with the richer, I'm eating with the poor. I just realized that I, my feelings have to stay the same, right? And the whole time, she looking around, and I could tell she uncomfortable. And I'm like... Uh, just be, be yourself. Be comfortable. Be yourself. Because people respect that a lot more, right? So, growing up in this state, I'm going to be honest, because this, this is the truth. I never had nobody to look up to. Because, or be inspired by. Because so many people I know told me no. But them dope boys in the neighborhood always kept me afloat. I didn't know nothing about fashion four years ago. I, I didn't know I was going to do fashion four years ago. I, I was a rapper. I did music. In high school, I was a pretty big time football player. I got hurt before college. I didn't go to college. So I didn't know what to be inspired by. I'm going to tell you what I knew though. I knew looking at some of these kids' faces that come from my community where they were going, I think that inspired me the most mm. to want different. Not only for my generation, but the next generation, the generation after that. So, in business, I can say I looked at guys like Warren Buffett, Gary Vee, Damon John, Mark Cuban. I can, I can keep going on with the, the richest people in the world, but to be honest... They just showed me the game. They didn't inspire me. What inspired me was looking in these kids' eyes and saying, as long as I can touch one of them, just one of them, I can't touch all of them. All of them not going to listen to me, but if I can touch one of them, I did my job, and that's inspiration in itself, I believe, to, to, to me. So I'm curious, man. Um, what are your dreams, goals, and aspirations for Dope Runner clothing line for the next five years? Uh, well, I've been offered a few, a few nice deals in the world uh, for my brand, 
but I also understand what leverage is too. Like I think more businesses coming up should understand leverage. You know, we build companies to sell them a lot of times, but you max the company out the biggest you can before you sell it. So I'm still young in the game. I had a few big big heads come in and try to you know buy the company all the way out. I I think maybe because they don't want the competition. Something so small today's time can become so huge with just social media. Like, um, big companies don't dictate our movements anymore. We move on, on behalf of the people, right? Like, back a long time ago, big companies could put sanctions in place where they make it hard for you. Now you can go viral on the internet in 24 hours and touch 10 million people and a big company never it never you never have to go through a big company or touch them right um to still get the same results or even bigger results as if you went through a company because when you go through a company uh, everybody wants business it's a business so everybody wants a piece of the pie so for the next five years is with me probably just growing a company as big as i can set myself up f for the billion dollar deals mm. um I don't know if I want to keep my company private or if I want to go public with my company one day. I, I've, I've learned both ways. Public is good, but private is better. Um, Chick-fil-A is a private company. You can't buy into them. Um, but you also can't dictate how they move as well. Right. Because once you, once you do the initial public offering and you give your shareholders, they yeah, get them say in yeah, your company. Yeah, partners now, which mm. is now I retain 98% of my company. Um, 98, I, what are the 97. Two? My lawyer has 2% and my manager has 1%. Wow. Wow. What what, uh, what swayed you to give them a percentage? Um, well, eventually, eventually, that was my biggest plan. Eventually, I want to bust down 25% and give it to my, my family. You know, my mom, my sister, my girl. You know, just the people that's loyal to me. Um, and make them my shareholders. Make them my board. I want to show them some pieces too that I got, just so they can see what we got going Man, on. Do that, do that, do that. So um, you can follow me at Dope Runner Clothing on all platforms. That's D O P E R U N N A. Again, that's D O P E R U N N A Clothing. And if you type that in Google, it'll pop up all my links from IG to Twitter to. Facebook to where you can actually go to online and shop at shopdopefrontheclothing.com. Um, I wanted to share a few pieces with y'all. So, of course, I got my first energy tea, right? And this is a berry flavored energy tea and it's meant for energy boosting, metabolism building, and also calorie burning. Okay. So, this it right here is all natural, right? Um, all natural ingredients, uh, okay. no preservatives. It's, it's, it works wonders. Not only do it help you burn calories, it helps flush out your system as well. So I'm gonna leave that with you, so you can try that out whenever you Gratitude, to try that Gratitude, my bro. Out. Appreciate right. that, man. Appreciate it. And then I'm gonna show this one first. I'm gonna show this one first, big bro. course as you can tell we got a shoe coming out right and this is the first runner max shoe the first edition and i want y'all to check it out because it's a really cool shoe yeah that's nice it's a really cool shoe right so all that when people say them thousands of people that were saying oh I don't think you should do this. A lot of that energy, I took that energy and turned it into this. To just make sure that them same people one day say, come back and say, oh, we made a mistake. It wasn't, we didn't know. Right. See, this is why you shouldn't prejudge anything before you hear somebody's story. See, y'all thought I was chasing drugs and the whole time I'm chasing a dream. Right. I'm chasing a shoe deal. I'm chasing a fitness deal. I'm chasing a fashion deal. See, this is why it's important for platforms like this so we can get on this platform and tell our story. Right. Because 
the average person just looking at me from the outside in, they wouldn't know nothing about me. The only thing they have to go by is a prejudgment of what they think right. it may be exactly. or represent, right? We're going to change the game with this. I learned this from P. When everybody go right, you go left because all of them going to fall off the same cliff, right? So we got our shoe coming out, boom. That says shopdoverunderclothing.com. And then, this is a, a, a big a big part of where I'm going in the, here in the near future. And now we have a headphone coming out. Well, actually, the headphone is out. So, this is the first addition to my Bluetooth headphones. It's Bluetooth, noise cancellation, hook up to any, any device. Hook it up to your video game. You can hook it up to your laptop. You can hook it up to anything that, that has a Bluetooth signal, right? Tech will become the future of the world in five years. Digital, everything. You won't have no more money, paper money. All that is going elsewhere. Tech. I'm in early on the tech side. Not early as I want it to be. But I'm early for where I'm from and where I come from and what I'm trying to do. So I have these headphones to go with the shoes, to go with the energy tee, to match the backpack. So now when you go to the gym or you go to work out, you got your own personal setup and you feel fresh when you're doing it. You feel fly. You feel like it belongs, right? It's the whole package, right? We want you from head to toe to feel like a dope runner. Yeah, for sure, man. Hey, I appreciate you for coming, man. The pleasure was mine, too, bro. Most definitely, man. I wish you the best on all your future endeavors, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, I can see it's going to be great. It's going to be big. Man. Oh, same thing with you, man. We're going to look up a couple years from now. You're going to have a million, million views on all your videos, and I'm going to speak that into your life because I know in podcasting what we're chasing. Everybody chasing them views. We're chasing them engagements. We're chasing... We chasing them clicks. We need right. that. Right. So y'all make sure y'all not only like my guy's videos, y'all subscribe to his channels as well. That way y'all can keep up with the up and coming episodes that he got dropping. Because I'm pretty sure it's new and more gems coming along the way. Man, you done you done drop you done drop major ones, man. So hey, man, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. I catch you next time. Yes, sir. Wake up. 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 Wake